0: section five of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain the trousers it was a nasty rainy sunday morning the dripping skies lowered forbiddingly and the ground about the quarters was slippery with mud and punctuated with frequent dirty puddles where the rain had collected in the low spots. Through this Brother Parker, like the good pastor that he was, was carefully picking his way toward the log-meeting house on the border of the big woods, for neither storm nor rain could keep him away from his duty, however careless his flock might prove. He was well on his way when he was arrested by the sound of a voice calling him from one of the cabins and ike one of the hands came running after him his wife caroline was sick and as she could not get to church she desired the pastor's immediate spiritual ministrations at her own house the preacher turned back eagerly his duty was always sweet to him and nothing gave him so keen a sense of pleasure as to feel that he was hurried to attend to all that needed him that one duty crowded upon the heels of another moreover he was a strong man of prayer in the sick room and some word that he should say might fall as a seed upon the uncultivated ground of ike's heart or if not that he might heap coals of fire upon his head for he was still a sinner with these thoughts and speculations in his mind he started back to the cabin but alas for his haste a sneaking insidious piece of land lay in wait for him upon this he stepped in another instant his feet were pointing straight before him and he sat down suddenly in one of the biggest of the mud puddles the tails of his long coat spread out about him and covered him like a blanket He exclaimed as if the impact had driven the word from his lips and for a moment he sat looking pitifully up into ike's face as if to see if there were any laughter there but there was no mirth in the younger man's countenance did you hurt yourself brother paka he asked offering his hand well seems like hit's shuck me up a leetle but i reckon hit'll dis settle my bones mo naturally fud de grave it's too bad i had to call you it never would a happened if it hadn't a been for dat edge man it's all right De shepherd must answer call caller de lambs don't care what de weather and what de tribulations that's what he fa the old man spoke heroically but he felt ruefully his soaking and damaged trousers even while the words were on his lips well let's puss uh, our way he took up his hurried walk again and led ike to his own door the cloth of his garment sticking to him and the tails of his coat flapping damply about his legs it has been maintained with some degree of authority to enforce the statement that the americanized african is distinctly averse to cold water if this is true parker was giving a glowing illustration of the warmth of his religion or the strength of his endurance for not once did he murmur or make mention of his wet clothes even when the sick woman all unconscious of his misfortune started in upon a long history of her bodily ailments and spiritual experiences he gave her sound pastoral advice condoled with her and prayed with her but when his ministrations were over something like a sigh of relief broke from the old man's breast he turned at once to Ike. Brother Ike, he said, I's feared to go on to meetin' in these pants. I's all unday ain't no tellin', but I tek cold. As you got a spare pa bout? Ike was suddenly recalled to himself, and his wife, upon hearing the matter explained, was for getting up and helping to brush and fix up the none-too-neat pair of trousers that her husband found for the preacher dissuaded from doing this she was loud in denunciations of her innocent self for keeping brother parker so long in his wet garments but the old man thankful to get out of them at last bade her not to worry i reckon it's de oldest hosses after all dat can stand de head dis wax he said and with these cheery words hastened off to meeting. As was to be expected, he was late in arriving, and his congregation were singing hymn after hymn as he came up in order to pass the time and keep themselves in the spirit. It warmed his heart as he heard the rolling notes, and he was all ready to dash into his sermon as soon as he was seated before the table that did duty as a reading desk. He flung himself into the hymn, with all the power that was in him and even before his opening prayer was done the congregation showed that it was unable to contain its holy joy Oh, brother paca shoely is full o de spirit dis aunt fanny whispered to aunt tempy and aunt tempy whispered back i reckon he done been in his second closet and had a pensacosal shower before he come he surely been a dwellin' on mount sinai seem like he must a here had the thunder, has honey he's a thunder in itself and so like the whisper of waves on a shore the ripple of comment ran around the meeting-house for there were none present but saw that in some way the spirit had mysteriously descended upon their pastor just as the prayer ended and the congregation had swung into another spiritual hymn ike entered with a scared look upon his face and took a seat far back near the door he glanced sheepishly about the church and then furtively at brother parker once he made as if to rise but thinking better of it ducked his head and kept his seat now if one thing more than another was needed to fire the exhorter it was the voluntary presence of this sinner untouched by the gospel his eyes glowed and his old frame quivered with emotion he would deliver a message that morning that would be pointed straight at the heart of ike to the observer not absorbed by one idea however there was something particularly strange in the actions of this last comer some things that he did did not seem to argue that he had come to the house of worship seeking a means of grace after his almost stealthy entrance and his first watchful glances about the room he had subsided into his seat with an attitude that betokened a despair not wholly spiritual his eyes followed every motion the preacher made as he rose and looked over the congregation and he grew visibly more uneasy once or twice it seemed that the door behind him opened a bit and there is no doubt that several times he turned and looked that way on one occasion giving his head a quick shake when the door was hastily but softly closed when parker began his sermon ike crept guiltily to his feet to slip out but the old preacher paused with his eyes upon him saying I hope none o' de congregation will leave de sanctuary before de service is ended. We is in now and gittin up will disturb de rest. hit ain't gwine hut none of us to gin one day to de Lord, specially if dem what is near an death is upon to us is layin upon de bed of affliction. And the man had sunk back miserably into his seat with the looks of all his fellows fixed on him from then he watched the preacher as if fascinated parker was in his glory he had before him a sinner writhing on the gospel gridiron and how he did apply the fire ike moved about and squirmed but the old man held him with his eye while he heaped coals of fire upon the head of the sinner man he swept the whole congregation with his gaze but he came back and rested on ike as he broke into the song oh sinner you needn't try to run away you show to be caught on de judgment day. He sung the camp meeting spiritual with its powerful personal allusions all through, and then resumed his sermon. Oh, I tell you, de gospel is a pointed sword to de sinner. Hit make him squirm. Hit make him shiver, and hit make him shake. He sing loud in de day, but he hide his face at night. O sinner! What you gwine to do on the great day? what do de songs say? We in de rocks and the mountains shall all flee your way? Why ah uh, you shall have a new hidin place that day, Oh sinner man, is you a- huntin for the new hidin place? Is you a fixin for de time when the rocks shall be melted and the mountains shall run like rivers? Parker had settled well down to his work as his own people would have expressed it he had done tried de water and waited out they were shouting and crying aloud as he talked a low minor of moans ran around the room punctuated by the sharp slapping of hands and stamping of feet on all sides there were cries of truth truth amen amen and keep in the stream paca keep in the stream this encouragement was meet to the pastor's soul and he rose on the wings of his eloquence the sweat was pouring down his black face He put his hand back to his pocket to pull out his handkerchief to wipe his face. He came out with a flourish, and with it a pack of cards. They flew into the air, wavered, and then fluttered down like a flock of doves. Aces, jacks, queens, and tens settled all about the floor, grinning wickedly face upward. Parker stopped still, in the midst of a sentence, and gazed speechless at the guilty things before him. The people gasped. It all flashed over them in a minute. They had heard a story of their pastor's fondness for the devil's picture-books in his younger days and now it had come back upon him and he had fallen once more here was incontestable proof parker in a dazed way put his hand again into his back pocket and brought forth the king of spades his flock groaned come down out in dat pulpit cried one of the bolder ones come down then parker found his voice for de lord folks he said gazing sorrowfully at the king Dees ain't my pants nor my yards. then his eye fell upon ike who was taking advantage of the confusion to make toward the door and he thundered at him come back yah, you rapscallion and claim yo dev'nant come back yah! ike came shamefacedly back he came forward and commenced to pick up the cards while parker was making his explanations to the relieved flock the sinner got all of the cards except one and that one the preacher still held brother paka brother paka he whispered "Use a hole in the king the old man dropped it as if it had burnt him and grabbing it the scapegrace fled outside the door all things were explained several fellows with angry faces were waiting for ike couldn't hep it boys he said he done begun us when i got in i couldn't stop him and then when he dropped all the rest he held on to the king well, all I got to say, said the fiercest of the lot, done you never put dat deck in your pocket no more and lend your pants. Come on, de game's been waitin' a hour. put nigh. End of Section 5